what? No, it's not. Listen, 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 listen. I would, I, you know, why I'm you? I just you earlier for how you were producing the podcast. Don't think I forgot about how I had to sit around and wait for you to produce the podcast this morning. I wasn't sitting around waiting for you because my, my toenails exactly waiting for my producer to produce a podcast. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast, where you can see how we turn our life into a living. So, I want to start off by giving a shout out to the Bamboo Project family. I appreciate everyone who tunes in every week. This may be your first episode for everyone else. This is episode 36. And if this is your first episode, you have a lot of catching up to do. For all the people who don't have YouTube premium accounts and still want to listen to the podcast, the link for the audio will be in the description below. This podcast is streaming on Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Also, for everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, we have a YouTube channel called, you guessed it, The Bamboo Project, where we have almost, we have almost 200 videos of cooking tutorials, travel lifestyle vlogs, tips on makeup and hair growth, basketball, and everything us. If you want to see our day-to-day behind the scenes and how we make all these things happen, you can look at us on social media. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. My Instagram and Twitter are the same thing. So, if you're new to the Bamboo Project, then you will not know this, but we have multiple different projects, okay? We have a food project, we have a music project, we have a clothing project, we have a fitness project, we have a sports project, and we have the Bamboo Project podcast, which you are listening to right now. If you want to have a conversation about something going on in your life, you want my advice on it, or you want some helpful tips, you can DM me and we can get on the phone and have a conversation about that. Uh, the timestamps for this video and audio will be in the description below. Uh, today's date is November 24th, and it is 1.13 p.m. Uh, so... On this podcast, we have four different segments, okay? We have the life update, which is, as it says in the title, an update about my life, where I go back and recap what happened to me over the last week. Bruh, I, bruh. What you just heard was my iPhone sliding across the table for some strange reason. I don't know. It just be slide. I don't have the case in the house anymore. I just leave the case off, and now it just be sliding all over the place. I just can't keep it in one spot. Um, so the second segment would be episode playback where I would go back and rehash or recap what I talked about in the last podcast only because I want to cover something that I maybe I might've missed said incorrectly, or want to go over a little bit more. Third segment would be Donovan's questions where I come up with a question that I've had over the week that I've been pondering over and pontificating over. Okay. And I want to share that question with the family. And the fourth and final segment would be the topics for today. Um, today's topics are how being insecure helps entertainers. Okay. That's, that's the main topic for today. Um, that's something I really, I've thought about this for, I mean, years now, um, since I'm getting into the kind of entertainment business and it's something I definitely wanted to touch on. As you guys may or may not know, if you're new to the podcast and you don't, then you will not know this, but Melissa and I are on the edge of being evicted from where we live right now. Okay. Uh, so what that means is, or why that is happening is because obviously the whole Corona thing, I stopped working on a bike as a bike messenger because I felt like, you know what? The bike message in life has changed and I can't make the amount of money I wanted to make before. So I need to find a new way to make money. Uh, so right now I'm doing something called wholesaling real estate, which is when I get a house under contract as if I'm going to buy it. And then I transfer it to, I transfer the contract to somebody else who has the money because I don't have the money. And then they purchase it and give me a finder's fee for that house. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to find a way to make some money doing that. Um, and we have videos about how we're doing that on YouTube. So we've been getting letters over the last couple of months about getting evicted and emails and things like that. Right. But as some other people may know that it's really hard to evict somebody right now because of the whole pandemic situation going on. Now, water break. People are coming to the house now and kind of, uh, I guess, trying to hurry us up getting evicted or getting not not getting us evicted getting us to pay so that we do not get evicted right so this is news to me I, this is something that happened that i didn't know happens i'm not really sure why it happened um so it was really confusing when it did happen 
So you're probably wondering what it is that happened, right? So Melissa and I are in the house uh, maybe a couple days ago, making breakfast and things like that, getting ready, just doing our regular activity throughout the day. And the doorbell rings, right? So I'm like, maybe it was a knock. And I'm like, who, who is that? Because mind you, we don't have anybody coming over. We don't have any guests. People don't just randomly come to our house. So I'm trying to figure out who could possibly have come to our house at 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I know it's not the neighbor again because I already told him don't come here. But, you know, it could have been him. So I don't know what it is. Maybe I left my keys in the door. So I go to the door. I open it. And there's a, uh, seems to be a Caribbean man standing there, right? And he's wearing, you know, he's not wearing a suit or anything. He's wearing like a, maybe like a uh, track jacket. Like a little, like a hat, whatever. He has some glasses and whatnot. Older gentleman. Uh, so I'm kind of confused. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he's doing here, but he has a paper in his hand. And normally when somebody comes to my house with a paper in their hand, it's about money. Usually about rent. They're like, hey, you're apartment 23C. So we see that you owe us money. So uh, you want to pay that? And I'm like, this happens. This happened more than once. Like I said, whenever I see somebody come to our house and they have papers in their hand and we don't know who they are, it's usually about rent. Um, so... I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, hey, uh, you know, I noticed that you haven't, you know, paid rent in a while. And I wanted to know if you could kind of, you know, give us a little it's anything you can to help us with the rent. And I'm just like, I I don't have it. Like, I, if I had the rent to pay, I would pay it. But I don't have money to pay the rent. He's like, oh, you know, can you don't can you not donate? But can you give us a little something? So I'm like, I, I don't have it at all. So I'm being nosy, right? So he has this paper in his hand. I'm just curious. I want to kind of see what everybody else is doing. So I'm looking at the paper and it's a, it's a long, honestly, now I think about it, the list was very long. Like it wasn't even, because it was multiple pages of lists and this building probably has, let me see, uh, 25 floors. You think it goes from what? From A to what? In terms of alphabets. I think it's technically 24 because you don't count the ground floor. But isn't, oh, but okay. So 24, but okay, 24. And then how many Apartment you think on the floor. I think it's from A to is it O? I feel like it might be like O. So let's say that's A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O. It's about fifteen. That's fifteen. Huh? So it's about three hundred plus um people in this apartment, right? So I'm looking at the list and each each page probably holds about I would probably say thirty to forty names on, on the list. And all the names on the list are people who are not paying rent or who owe money. Now, somebody, we owe probably right now 14000 or 17000 something in that range. I'm not sure the exact number. And somebody else I saw on that list owed $26,000. And a lot of people owe like 4000 3000 a lot of, you know, a couple 1000s and things like that. Now, like I said, I only saw the first page and he had folded it over already. And then there was about two more pages underneath that. And he was walking our hallway. So somebody else on our floor did not pay rent. So it's just, I just wanted to see who's not paying rent. So he's saying to me, hey, uh, you know, can you give us a little something? I'm thinking, I already said I don't have anything. Now, this is something that I was not prepared for him to tell me. He said that the cleaning crew would be fired if people don't pay their rent. And I was like, oh, shit. So, so like I said, I don't know who this guy is. So it seems to me that he was probably somebody that maybe was the head of the cleaning crew. Maybe he somehow was the, the goal between or the conduit between the the people who own the building and the cleaning crew. I'm not sure who he is. He's not the building manager. I just don't know who this guy is. Um, but he was telling me that they barely made it by last month because they didn't have people weren't paying rent. So they weren't getting paid for their job. So I. Like I said, I didn't, I, that's kind of crazy to me. And now that I think about it, I mean, I don't really leave the house that much, so maybe that's why, but I don't really see them cleaning as much. I don't really see, I see Jet a lot, but I don't really see, I haven't seen the other guy in a minute. I see the Spanish guy. I haven't seen a black guy. You seen him recently? I haven't seen either one of the black guys that normally work here um, that do the cleaning in the building. I saw one of them. The other one I haven't seen. Which one? Which one did you see? The older one. Yeah. And that's, that, when we first got here, there was about three. It was the Spanish guy. And then, well, I guess it was Haitian, I think, right? And then there was the older guy. So that's three. I think there was one more guy, too. But either way, they were, the guy was telling me that they weren't going to get paid and they would have to be, they would have to be laid off. Um, and they barely made it by last month because, I guess, people paid the rent. So I'm not sure how that goes in the future. Maybe they're going to have to hire somebody new to pay the rent. And I also think it's kind of strange that they would have this guy come to people's apartments to get collect rent. I'm assuming what probably happened was... It, this is my guess. 
they would say, hey, we're not getting paid. And they, they the people would probably say, hey, we don't have the money to pay you because we aren't getting money for rent. So they said, well, what do you want us to do? And they said, well, we can't pay you. So they probably said, listen, here's people that owe rent. Here's their apartment number. If you want to go teach one of them and find out if they can pay, you should probably do that because we can't do anything else about it. We don't have any le- we don't have any legal standing to go and make them pay rent. We just can't do that. So you can go to door to door if you want to and find out if they can pay rent or not. But we actually, as a building management, can't do that for you. Um, so I think that's what happened. So that was kind of interesting. Now, also today, that was a couple of days ago. So today we got something in the mail from the Kings County and Queens County. Um, and it's pretty much saying that. I'm going to read it to you guys one second. Okay, so this is what the letter I got today says. Well, obviously, I'm not on the lease because they only send um, letters to Melissa, which is fine because, you know, I don't get evicted. My girlfriend's going to get evicted, not me. So this says that, read this, notice to tenants to answer, okay? It says, court records show that your landlord started a case against you for non-payment of rent. You have the right to a trial, but first you must answer the petition. Under Governor Cuomo's executive order 202.72, you may have more time to answer the petition, but... It is important that you answer as soon as possible so that you are not held in default and lose your right to trial. You can answer in one of three ways, okay? These are the three ways you can answer. Ooh, Jesus. Look, I just tore something. Uh, number one, e-file an answer, okay? Number two, we can give an oral answer over the phone. Or number three, we can answer in person at the courthouse, okay? That's one of the pages. Now, the other page says that... Uh, it gives a bunch a it says answering writing and verification it allows it gives us 21 different things we can write as to why we did not pay rent now under number 13 or 14 it says pandemic emergency okay so it says i or someone in my family or house have experienced hard times during the covid 19 state of emergency uh i or someone in my house has sent a copy of the center for disease control and prevention declaration statement to my landlord we did number 14 and I've experienced number 13. We've both been through number 13. Um, so there's that. So, I mean, like I said, we're going to send this back. And honestly, we had already sent that, that CDC letter. If you don't know, the CDC has sent out a letter saying that we don't have to pay rent until the end of the year. Not That's not true. That we will not be evicted until the end of the year um, during this whole crisis situation, right? So that's so that what was i saying so yeah so we sent that in the lady responded and said okay you have until you know just to change way first which is fine it, it buys us some time legally and we're fine which is why we have to get a deal wholesaling very quickly because at least if we know if we can get one deal we can get two three four five six seven eight nine ten and we can get ten deals all our problems will be gone a hundred thousand dollars all our problems are completely solved honestly only forty thousand dollars we need to solve all of our problems and it will be good clear free and we're going to, like I said, we're going to start putting out so much content. We're going to start doing a lot of this going to change Four deal. We're four deals away. That's it. We're, we're four deals away. That's all we need. And we'll be fine. So, you know, stay tuned. Like I said, wholesaling videos is on YouTube. If you want to see how we're doing that and I update right now, we're six weeks in no deals being very close, getting closer and closer. I want to admit we're not, we're getting closer. It's not like we're in the dark. We're definitely getting closer to getting a deal. Um, so that is the update as far as the uh, the eviction thing is going. Um, oh, this kind of leads into my next topic too. Uh, the, this comes to the downside of being dependable, right? Because I feel like Melissa uh, sees me as dependable, and the problem with that is I feel as though it allow it eases her stress about things that we have to go through. So I think that she forgets that we have that we're kind of in a situation where we might get evicted, like we might not be living here. Things could get really bad, and I feel like she inherently or subconsciously thinks that i will solve the problem and i'm like yeah i'm gonna do my best to solve the problem but i feel like you should have the urgency of if of i can't do this but i can't do that at all and if we both have the urgency i feel like then the problem will get solved uh do you agree with this statement you do okay she said yes um so that the reason why i say it's a downside is because i'm not a superhero i'm not god or anything like that right i try my hard to do things i can do um i think i work very hard i try and work very smart but it's i'm not perfect so when i say that it means that there are days that let's say that let's say i'm operating at 98 percent, right people listening probably understand what i'm talking about you operate at 98 percent, right and those two percent whatever those two percent 
whatever that is, you can't, you're just not overcoming it. Maybe because you're human, you're tired. You know, maybe you want to watch TV. Maybe you want to jerk off. I don't know if you want to smoke weed. Whoever knows what the, whatever that thing is, right? So what I would need and what other people listening would also probably need is somebody who can cover that 2%. Because it's like, okay, I got us 90% of the way, but I need you to do 2% of that work to get to 100%. Um, so I think that now that those numbers are arbitrary, you know, depending on who you're with, you can kind of dictate what those numbers would be. But if the other person is looking at you like, oh, we got 90%, you, you know, you're going to carry the rest of the way, right? It's like, I got it to 98. Like, I'm tired. I don't want to walk anymore. And it's like, well, we already at 98. So I guess we just going to have to wait till you're not tired no more, get to, get to 100. And it's like, it becomes very tiring and stressful to have to to have to carry everything all the way to the end, right? Just it becomes very tired, tiring. But it's a it's kind of like a double edged sword because do you want to be a person that's dependable or do you want to be somebody that people don't depend on? Um, like people can't rely on you, people can't depend on you, people don't see you as uh, what's the other word? Um, I want it's not trustworthy. It's another word like that. Useful? Nah, yeah, useful. I think it's useful. I think that's the word might be useful but if people don't see you as useful dependable or reliable they can't rely on you you're useless and it can depend on you now what kind of person wants to be those three things um so i'm trying my brain's been trying to figure out how that kind of fits into just i guess being a human is that what people consider being a man and these are the things that i don't think that other people have to worry about now there was a tweet that um, melissa saw today which i saw yesterday which kind of funny is that uh what was it about the men and being scared what was it it was like it was something along the lines of uh men can't be scared of anything it was something like that i can't remember huh yeah yeah, it was boyfriend but what what is it what was the specific wording because i it was something along those lines oh yeah right it was right being a boyfriend is hard because you have to pretend like you're not afraid of anybody right and this is one of the things that I'm always I'm always trying to figure out. Does it make me a weak man because I think that I shouldn't be this superhero or does it make me a human being? Because every girl wants a guy who's not afraid of nothing. That's just life. If you had to ask a girl to choose between a guy who's afraid of things and a guy who's not, they're going to say, I want a guy who's not afraid of things. But it's like, is that is that is that humanly possible? Maybe not afraid is not the best word, but just when well, you don't they want a guy that has no shortcomings right that's what they would prefer and i don't think that a lot of let me see if i, if I can say that correctly i was gonna say that i don't think that a lot of women take into account that men have to be uh what's the word they have to be visibly strong right i don't think that they see that i think that women see it as okay you're strong. And this goes back to a conversation me and Melissa have had before about girls hitting guys, where it's like if a girl punches a guy and the guy does not fold or make a sound or get seem hurt, they think he's not hurt. And I think it goes into uh, to everyday life. If a girl sees a guy, he's not crying and he's not whining and complaining, then it's like, oh, he's perfectly fine. And I don't really know who's, who's that on as a guy or a girl, because if I talk to people for old head they will say listen that's just part of being a guy girls just not gonna understand that you just that's part of being a boyfriend or the man in a relationship you have to just deal with that um but then if you look at it from a human perspective it's like okay i would assume that both people should be able to understand that look i know that you cannot carry everything by yourself that's just not how life works and funny enough this is why i think that i'm gonna get to this later which is why i think a lot of entertainers cheat or celebrities and people who have money cheat for this exact reason because they are told to carry everything by themselves and honestly, that might be why girls don't care to cheat. They're like, listen, you want to cheat? You can do all the work? By all means, go and cheat. And a lot of girls will say, well, I don't want my guy to cheat. But then a guy cheats and they kind of go, well, uh, he's still, I'm still taken care of. Um, actually, I seen uh, a tweet yesterday where somebody said it was a tweet about Sierra and Russell Wilson. And they said all he does is keep her happy, rich, and pregnant. And, and laughing something like that right and i'm like that's every girl's dream every girl's dream would love to just be able to be chilling have baby take care of the babies be laughing have money and do whatever they want to do like that's that's just what everybody want to do um and like i said earlier it goes back to the fact of is that a normal thing for a man female relationship as far as just a guy having to do that or is that a standard that we set up that is not attainable um because every guy that i know that has to deal with that 
either one ends up resenting the woman and cheating on her or two i mean he just leaves like like you know what i don't want to deal with this or anything like that um so like i said i don't really know how attainable that is or how sustainable it is i think it's attainable but it's not sustainable i think you can do it for a short period of time but at one point you're gonna break and you're probably gonna want to you're gonna hate her and resent her and beat her or you're gonna be like no i'm just gonna cheat and do something else go fuck somebody else and have babies somewhere else because a lot of people have heard this before this is like a uh i guess we call it a stereotype where the dude will leave and fuck another girl because uh it's less work like she kind it's funny because she will baby him i guess where it's like he like i said earlier it's that 98 two percent it's he's being a man 90 percent but the last two percent he wants his that girl that he's cheating with to baby him and i don't think that girls are able to uh to compartmentalize that structure of where 98 percent of the time you're going to be in charge and 2% of the time I'm going to be in charge. I don't, and then be in charge in the sense of, cause it comes also down to, I guess the male ego where the guy wants to be able to sit down and relax and be like, okay, you got this part. I'm going to, I'm going to go to sleep. If we drive in a long distance, I'm going to take a nap. You drive the rest. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sure that when I wake up, you're not going to be like, yeah, you bitch. You was over there sleeping in the car while I was driving. Cause nobody, nobody want to hear that. Cause then that's when, that's when the guy cheats and nobody's like, and I think that that's what ends up happening. When the girl ends up in that situation, that is when they decide that they want to uh, talk down on the guy. Now, one thing I talked to Melissa about this before too is, again, I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily a, a female thing. It could be. I think it could just be a, a human thing. But I'm gonna drink some water before I say this part. Hold on. Okay. So let me know if you remember this conversation I've said before. Um, that when you feel like you are doing things like, let's say you have a list of things to do that you, that you wrote down in your book, right? And you feel like you're accomplishing those things, but then you see me not doing anything. How does that make you feel? She's smiling. I'm listening. Yeah. Upset. Okay. Why do you feel upset? Because I feel like I'm, I'm doing all the work and not doing anything. Okay. So. Uh, you want to elaborate on that? You want to go any deeper or you want to leave it at that? Uh, cause it's like, yeah, it's, I feel, I feel upset. I feel like kind of, kind of, kind of spiteful. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at him over there smiling and shit mm-hmm. while I'm doing this, 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 and that. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, what you heard, uh, I would, I would say is a very accurate presentation of how women feel when they are doing work. Um, and the funny thing about it is that I don't think she feels like that if I'm doing work, I don't think she's looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing over here doing work and shit while I'm not doing work. Fuck out of here. She's not spiteful. She's not honestly, dude, I don't even know what she thinks about it, but you making the face. Okay. Right. I don't even think that she thinks about it. She's just like, oh, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm existing. I'm living like, oh, this is, this is fun. Um, and I think it's. I don't think she when she, also another thing too is when she is doing that work whatever percentage that it is in your relationship that you're with somebody I don't think that she asks her or says to herself yeah I'm doing this but normally this would happen or normally that would happen or that other person did this yesterday or they did that yesterday or they're doing this today they only think of I'm doing work right now I don't like doing work right now and you're not doing work right now you should also be doing work because I'm doing work um did this sound um Accurate. It's not all the time mm-hmm. that I feel like that, well, that that happens. It's more so I feel like, I guess, on those days where it's like, I feel like I'm doing a lot, mm-hmm. more or less, and I don't want to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this goes back to what I was talking about earlier with the 98 to 2%, where, and like I said, it's also different for everybody depending on whatever number your relationship is. Um, so, it's, and this is, I get the feeling also. Like, I'm not saying everybody doesn't get the, I think everybody gets the feeling, but I think that, I don't even know, people have to tell me if this is true or not, but when it happens to me, I'm able to go, I know this feeling is not realistic, like it's not, it's not a, um, it's not an accurate representation of what's actually happening in real life, and I know that because I will, I can start jotting off in my head what is it that Melissa does for me specifically? I'm like, okay, let's say I feel like I'm doing a lot. I go, okay, 
Well, Melissa is laying in the bed. Well, why is she laying in the bed? Well, she went to bed at four o'clock in the morning because she was editing a video. She was cleaning. She was doing her hair. Then she was, you know, reading about or learning about, uh, you know, skin, things like that. So once I start doing those things, I go, okay, I understand. I think that other people will tend to instantly go, nah, you should be doing more stuff. Like their brain goes to, I'm not going to fix me. Like I'm not going to internally figure out why I'm feeling like this. I'm going to go and point at you and say, you're the issue. So, uh, and like I said, I, I get the feeling too. Now, the other thing on the flip side of that is I will do that same assessment and go, Melissa, you ain't doing nothing. You haven't been doing nothing for two, six days. Like, I feel like I've been doing this. I've been washing dishes every day for three days. And like I said, normally I'll let it, I'll let it play out a couple of days and see what's going on. I'm like, all right, I wash dishes every day and I cook three days in a row. Uh, I'm cleaning up the house. You haven't cleaned the house and you're, you know, playing video games or playing this and playing that. I'm like, okay, it'd be one day or two days or three days. I'm like, all right, it's the fourth day now. And I feel like there's things that should have been done that aren't done. And that's when I'll address it. Um, but like I said before, I think that other on the other side of that, it's coming down to today. I, I feel like I'm busy and you should be busy too. Um, so uh, one thing, I guess, I guess I kind of covers the other thing I want to touch on as far as, um, yeah, that kind that, that pretty much covers that part of it. So I guess I'm curious too if anybody else experiences that and how do you guys like how do other people cope with that? Because I guess I don't think it's necessarily just a, a male female thing, um, but I don't know what causes somebody to do those things, not to do those things. Um, one thing I do know is that if both people are doing a lot of work all the time, then that doesn't really happen um, as as much. I think it has, I think it's like a sense of fairness, mm-hmm. like it's not fair. Because I also feel like if I'm if I'm doing stuff and I look over you at you and you're doing stuff, it kind of like it's like a mm-hmm. yeah. But the thing is about that is if if you're doing something and I took a nap because I just finished doing something, mm-hmm. I don't know if that situation would feel the same because you might look over me and I'm sleeping, but it's like I was doing something earlier. So now when you look at me, I'm not working. Type of situation. So I guess I think it come it might come down to an individual thing. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, well, that's, that's partly true. Uh, I think because it's not about if you're focusing on what you're doing, it's do you want to do what you're doing? Cause one thing I also noticed is that, um, what was I going to say? The, I normally will get like that if I'm, if I have to drag myself, eh, I don't know if that's true either. Yeah. If I'm dragging myself to do something, that I don't want to do is normally when I get like that. So, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it's mostly things I don't want to have that I have to do that I do not want to do. Um, so, you know, there's that. Like I guess I'm curious what other people think about that. Uh, also, we you know the Bamboo Project Sports, you know, uh, it's going pretty well. The coach has allowed me to play for free at the gym, which is great. Um, I was hoping that this happened because, like I said before, I want to add value to people. And I feel like because I am recording the games and posting them on YouTube, that is adding value to him. He can use those videos for other people, people who will come to the gym, want to watch, people who will come to the gym because they want to get recorded, people who might want to be uh, trying out for a college team or something like that, or an overseas team, they have footage, or just things of them just practicing, seeing how they move when they're playing basketball. Um, so because I was able to add that value to him and the people there, he said, you know what? You know, don't worry about it. Fifteen dollars. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay it. Um, so there's that. And what else? Oh, as long as I'm recording it. So Melissa comes. She doesn't have to pay. She records it. I get to play for free. Everybody wins. It's a win for everybody. I get content. He gets videos. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, it's good. Uh, so it was something else. 
Okay, so right. So I have a friend, right? Now, this is something that I'm curious about. And I don't know if it's a me thing. I don't I don't know why when it happened, I didn't I didn't feel very comfortable about it happening. So pretty much uh I have a friend who is um he's into real estate, right? And we play basketball. So I was like, hey, you know, you want to come play basketball with us at the thing, blah, 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 blah. So he was like at the, at the gym. He was like, yeah, sure, I'll come. Um, and I was I think I was telling him that the guy might hook me up. I think I told him the guy hooked me up that I don't have to pay. Oh, he was asking me, uh, when do I have to pay? And I was telling him, like, I don't have to pay because the guy told me if I'm recording. I'm good. So then when I said that, he was asking he was asking me or suggesting that I pay for him to go to the gym when he goes. Now, when it happened, I'm like, mm, I'll do, I'll pay half of it. Like, I'll consider, I told him I'll, I'll think about it and I'll get back to him. He's like, what? You'll get back to me? Oh, man, what? So I'm like, my brain didn't understand why I felt the type of way about that. I'm not sure why, because he has offered to put me on deals with him, uh, real, real estate deals. And it's not really, it's, you know, he didn't have to do that. And he's driven me to other states because, you know, looking for real estate and stuff. So I don't understand why my brain, like, I, and it's only $7.50. I don't really, it's not an issue. But for some reason, when it happened, I'm always just kind of like, mm, I don't know. Now, that could be because I'm operating from this place of scarcity because I don't have money coming in. So I'm pretty sure if I had money coming in, I wouldn't mind paying that because when we went out, I paid for a lunch for him before. So it was kind of, I don't mind doing the thing. But for some strange reason, that just didn't sit right with me. I was like, mm, I don't know. But I would I would still pay for it. It just I don't know why that interaction when it happened. I was just like, ah, I'm gonna get back to you. So. I'm just, I just, I just want to put it out there for the future uh, if it does come up again. Or also, I put, I'm put i putting it out there because I, I want to know how in the future I will react to situations similar to this when I have money, when I don't have money, or when something similar like this arises. And so for the last couple uh, days, or I've, honestly weeks now, uh, Melissa has finally reached uh, Naruto Shippuden. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about Naruto Shippuden? So she seems like she likes Naruto Shippuden. What do you think about the first Naruto? Um, I think the I think Naruto is I fuck with it because it gave me really like the backstory behind the characters. Mm -hmm. I think it was slower. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't. I don't think I was into it as much. Mm -hmm. I think I can't stop myself from watching Shippuden. <laughs> um, so that's my kind of. And I'm like, I'm like listening to you right now. I'm like, is that just shading me because I've been watching Naruto? <laughs> so, no. Um, When they say little things in Shippuden, I know why they say it. Like, mm -hmm. I instantly have the scene in my head or whatever. Like, something bad is about to happen. So, you know, Tsunade checked to see if she won um, mm. the ticket for gambling. And I know exactly what that means. She mm -hmm. won. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, it's like little stuff like that. And I, and I, and I know why. Mm -hmm. It's not even just like a... Yeah, this person don't like blue. Like I know why you don't like blue. So I'm I'm excited to see the rest of Shippuden and how everything plays out. Okay. Um, so I was trying to have Melissa get her to watch this Naruto for mad long now. I was like, listen, I think it's the greatest anime of all time. Um, the reason why I say that is because of the amount of episodes that there are and because of I mean, she hasn't even gotten to what makes Naruto Shippuden great yet, which is crazy. Um but like it's like she also said the backstory because you for me personally i grew up with the characters when i was younger you grow up watching shows you're like oh wow this is crazy and you're 11 12 years old then you start getting older and you start seeing them grow now naruto even like she said it was it was even rewatching it with her i'm like there's a lot of episodes that have, to, that have to do nothing with nothing like it's just a lot of episodes about nothing that's pretty much it's like a lot of wale episodes and i'm listening to it or watching it and i'm like yeah, this is whew, this is rough to get through all the way to Shippuden, but we got there, right? So, um, so she be, she was watching on the bus going to the basketball game to record the game. She be watching it. She she be watching Shippuden. Shippuden is fire. It is fire. And like I said, she she there's like uh, I mean, you know, she about to she getting real. Uh, so I just think it is you know fun that she's watching. That's why like I said one of my favorite shows of all time, and I think it's good to have 
my, my girlfriend watching it also and also that she enjoys it uh because i've heard certain people will have other people watch shows that they don't want to watch and you know they'll be like i guess i watch because i love you but you know i think it's good that she enjoys the show um what's another thing too uh the wholesale already talked about the products you cannot stop oh right that's another thing too i want to touch on for life update so melissa was reading something how much time are we at Okay, so, um, okay, Melissa was looking at a video, maybe on Instagram, something like that, and she was pretty much saying that, or the person was saying that they bought this product for their skin, right, and the product says that, or she said that as soon as you stop using the product, it doesn't work anymore. Now, I just want anybody listening to this, right, to understand that that when you hear stuff like that, that's a very big red flag. That's almost similar to having a a um, medicine, or is it not a, not a medicine? What, what do they call the other ones? It's not it's not a cure. It's the opposite of a cure. Oh, like a baby. Yeah, but it's another word for it. There's like there's a cure, and then they give you something. Like what they, what do they give you for treatment? They have a treatment for it, right? Now I think that's what they call for uh, uh, cancer and stuff like that. Um, and what that means is that they just, w- they want to keep you hooked on forever, right? A lot of things are like that. They don't actually satisfy you. They just kind of keep bringing you back. Now you may think like, oh, what's wrong with that? That's normal. That's just kind of how everybody does business, right? Now, I don't think that business should be run like that. If I buy a product that's supposed to clear my face, then when I stop using it, my face shouldn't automatically start breaking out again. Because what that tells me is that you didn't actually solve the problem that's causing me to have these breakouts on my face. All you did was you stopped the, you stopped it from showing. You pretty much took the, the, the dust and put it under the rug. That's all you did. So yes, my face is still dirty, but all you did was hide the reason why it's dirty. So now when you remove the rug, or in this case, the particular ointment that the person is using, everything comes back. Now, a lot of people feel like this with food, uh, with a lot of types of different medicine, people feel like this with different, um, what is it? Uh, like, I guess pills and things like that, like creatine, things like that. Right. Me personally, if I'm, if I'm eating something or using something and I stop using it, I shouldn't automatically be like, if I don't eat that shit, it's over for me. Like I can't, I'm, I'm about to die. If I don't use this proact pro, what is it? Provision? Uh, proactive. Cause like, Melissa told me about it. Other people told me about proactive where it's just like proactive works, right? Now, I don't know the, the ingredients and the, 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 um, how they actually make it work, but I do know that if you stop using that shit, you instantly break out. You, like, it's almost instantaneously from what I've heard that people say, yeah, I need to put it back on my face again. And that pretty much says that, listen, obviously, this thing does not do what you need it to do. What you need to do is figure out why are you breaking out, not trying to cover it up. Just figure out, hey, I'm breaking out because I'm eating red meat or because I'm you know sleeping on a dirty pillow or because I didn't shower because I'm putting oil on my face and my face is dirty whatever the case is you need to figure that out because once you do that you don't have to put anything on your face but water you can just put water on your face and maybe like a moisturizer and you're fine that's literally all you need for your face honestly I don't even wash my face like that to be completely honest I don't really get pimples the only time I get pimples is when I uh is when I probably what um what do you call it you're right, right. When I eat certain types of food, usually something, po- usually, honestly, if I eat foods that have a lot of oil, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I eat food that I feel like, because I had a pimple the other day on my forehead and I had had like burgers, I feel like I put a lot of oil in it and that might have something else too. So, right, so there's that, and I feel like that's normal like, when, I, when I will get a pimple. Um, so people need to understand, like, yo, a lot of things you have wrong with you, you're going to the store to get these things fixed, they're only going to give you something so you can come back and keep buying that thing. And like I said earlier, you may think that that's normal, but all you're doing is you're fucking up your body more because you're not actually solving the problem that your body has that's causing it to break out or to feel aches and pains or to be, have rashes or to have your hair falling out. You're like, oh my God, my hair's falling out. Put on a wig. It's like, uh, your body is communicating to you. Your body is saying, hey, hey, there's a problem here. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Put this wig on. You're like, hey, there's a problem here. You got this rash. I'll put on a long sleeve shirt. You're like, uh, you can't walk. It's like, well, you know, figure something out for it. Get, get a crutch. And it's just like, like I said, if you sprain your ankle, your body is in pain to let you know something is wrong. You don't just get in a wheelchair or you have to figure out why your, your ankle hurts. So I just feel like that's something that I really see a lot of and annoys me whenever I hear that. Not annoys me, but it's just like a trigger. I'll go, okay, whenever I hear somebody say, yeah, man, when I stopped using, I instantly broke out. It's like, red flag, don't use that no more. 
get something else that's not good for you get something else. just stop using that um so that's it for the life update last thing life update i want to touch on is the wholesaling thing Did i'm gonna touch on that nah it's on it's on the, the youtube video so y'all can listen to it on there so early this morning i was listening to last week's episode of the podcast right in the beginning i'm like i'm not this intro is long as fuck i'm like i'm not really liking the intro it's taking really long i feel like i'm saying things i don't need to be saying in it it's just a very long intro might have been like three to five minutes or something like that that's just long so as you may notice today i spoke a little bit faster through the intro i kind of left out things that i don't think should have been said or needed to be said um and then uh what else yeah, I just think the intro was kind of slow. My energy, I could, my energy just doesn't, it didn't feel right when I listened to it. But as I got through it, this is episode number 35 from last week. I'm like, wow, this is good. This is actually a good, like, I, I enjoy listening to the podcast. Like, and I think that's crazy to me. That's like a big milestone for me in a sense where I'm like, I just enjoy, like, I, was, I was listening to it to go, uh, when I went to get downstairs to get um the mail and then i was taking a shower listening to it. i was laughing in the shower listening to it mind you it's me just talking so i already know what i'm gonna say but it's still funny when i hear it um and i think it's kind of cool too because now when i in a couple years from now i'm gonna look back on these episodes and listen to them and i'll be able to kind of document and remember where i was what i was doing and, you know i remember my crazy neighbor who's always coming to my house asking for shit when i get my new when I'm at my new penthouse, I'm going to come back and remember, like, yeah, I had this crazy-ass neighbor, so I was coming to my house talking about some, hey, man, can I get your Wi-Fi password? Or, hey, man, can you, I got a cat. Can you want to watch my cat for me? Hey, man, I got this drug dealer boyfriend slash prostitute slash grinder person in my house. Do you want to help me? I'm like, bruh, no, I'm good. So I'm, I think it's funny that I actually, like, it was just very enjoyable. And I listened to it. I was eating breakfast with Melissa, and we, we was talking about the podcast. It's It felt like... We were listening to it. Well, I felt like I was listening to a podcast that wasn't my podcast, but we were still talking about it. Like, and we were talking about it like it was a podcast that we were listening to. So for me, that's like that's like, that's a milestone. So I'm still keep trying to get better to make it to a point where I'm like, wow, everybody else feels the same way that I feel about the podcast. Um, I did not explain grasping for straws last week and where that came from. So I was in a chat room on Clubhouse and I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, cause I was I was asking people. Oh, I was asking people about the Corona shit, and I was just like, "Yeah, man, how do y'all feel about Corona? Like, you know, yeah, do y'all, Oh, one right. One of the rooms was titled "How Has COVID Affected Your Relationship?" Right, and people, people were like, "Yeah, you know, you know, you're trying to figure out how to work through it, and we haven't, you know, we had to take a break. We haven't talked for a while, and I had to ask them because I'm always curious about the Corona shit because I'm like, okay." How do you guys live your life in a situation where you're so scared of it? Like how do like how do you operate under this kind of fear? Because I already know that operating under fear under any circumstance in your life can be um, debilitating. But to have to operate it under that everywhere you go, that there's this secret disease just floating around in the air that could that could quote unquote kill you. Like it's just how do you operate like that? Because I don't believe that it's that deadly. So. It doesn't really affect my life. It only affects me when I go outside and I see other people who are like acting crazy with it. So they were like, oh, I can't believe are you telling me you don't want to wear a mask. And I'm like, uh, I mean, if I'm by myself, I don't wear a mask and I don't understand why people are so insistent. I'm like, what do you all think is going to happen? Like, are you taking the vaccine? Like, do y'all think y'all trust it? And I was saying that, uh. It was an example that, oh, that's the other thing too. It was an example that I gave about, uh, it was about lying. It was that girl who was saying that, I wonder if that on the podcast. I don't think I did. I had said to her that she, okay, I'm going to get some context, okay? Let me take a, take a second. Whew. The context is I'm in Clubhouse, okay? Melissa did a Clubhouse before, like one of the rooms, like a day or two before. And she was asking people what their red flags are in relationships. One girl said that her red flags was half truth. Or y'all was, or she was she asking yes, yeah, was it was half truth, right? So No, she it was her like she did that to somebody else. She told someone else a half truth. Yeah. And he said that that was his red flag. Right, okay. So now she's in this other room with me. And I, I didn't know I had a feeling that it was her, I think by her name or what she had said in the room. So when she was telling her story, I'm like, yo, you a liar. Like, that's lying. She was like, oh, it's not really lying. I'm like, you were trying to deceive him by not telling him the answer to the question that he asked you. 
she was like, well, I don't feel, well, not necessarily her, all the other girls in the room who were all these pro-activists, uh, woke black women who probably went to HBCUs, who, who you know, might, I don't even know. I, I hate those kind of people. They're so, they're very annoying. Um, so they're like, no, you can't, no guy has to know how much, how many bodies you had. And then you had those, that, that, uh, pick me dude who's like, I would never ask a girl how many bodies she had. I would never do something like that. I would never. And I feel like I talked about this already. And then you had another person who was grandstanding in there who was just like, he would be talking for mad long. He was like, think of like Martin Luther King Jr. But like, if he was I was gonna say stupid, <laughs> but like, cause this is what, this is my point, right? He's doing that fake philosophical woke talk. So he's using words like, listen, man, us people have to come together and understand that in the grand scheme of the world, we are only one iota on a dot of the universe, right? He's doing that kind of shit. So everybody is not saying nothing to him. And he, mind you, the conversation is about whether or not this is a half truth and it's a, if it's a lie or not, he's going off into all types of crazy, uh, abstract thoughts about this shit and i'm like bro you're not even saying nothing no more like it's at this point it's just getting ridiculous so all the girls are like oh it's not a, it's not a half tr- <laughs> all the girls are saying that it's not a half truth if she don't want to tell him it's okay that she don't want to tell him and she should be able to grow i thought i definitely talked about this before i think and she should be able to grow into her full truth and that means that if she's talking to a guy, she should be able to divulge what she wants as she wants to divulge it, even though he asked the question, right? So I said, okay. So the logic I'm hearing is, it is okay to not tell the full truth because you have the you have the authority, or no, you have the 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 runway to expand on your truth into the future. So it's okay to not tell the whole truth right now. I'm saying, okay. So I said, I want to clarify, guys. I I asked the question to these these women. I said, okay. So if a guy comes to you, right? And he says, I have a job, right? They're like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I go out. I start talking and dating. And then you find out that he has job interviews. Does that count as a a lie or a half-truth? No, you grasp for straws. You grasp for straws. It's not the same. Everybody jumped down my throat. You can't. You can't use that. It's not an example. I'm like, but technically, he he does have a job at some point, right? Like he will at some point have a job. I'm assuming that's what that means. And they're like, no, you can't say that when it's when it's about money and finances. It's different. Now I told this thing specifically because I know how women are when it comes to money. Because I'm like, how would y'all feel if a guy tell a half truth about his finances? Y'all not gonna like that shit. If he starts saying shit like. I have $100,000 and he don't really have it. That's a lie. Whether he has it, had it, doesn't have it, thinks he's going to have it, he don't have $100,000. But it's different when it's money involved. When it's a girl talking about how many bodies she got, then it's, well, that's none of your business and you shouldn't ask me and no man should have to ask that question. And I just think it's funny. So that's where that, that term grasping for straws comes from because, like I said, women for whatever, not for whatever reason, I know exactly why. When it comes to money, that's when the real truth comes out. You want to find the truth about a woman? Ask them, substitute out whatever you're talking about logically and add money into it. See if they feel the same way. I guarantee they whole, whole mindset change. They'll be like, mm, wait a minute, time out. So you're telling me that you don't have any money and you're telling me that you're not going to have any money and you're not planning on getting any money? Nah, I can't do it. I'm good. So, uh, oh, I want to look this up too. Ice etiquette. I never looked it up the other, the other day. So I want to find out how often should somebody clean their ice? How often? I wonder if this has fur on it or something. Because I feel like my nose is acting up. How often? Sheesh. How often should you clean your ice? Should you clean your ice? Your ice tray. Okay. Okay, so this says that this is how often does a commercial ice machine need to be cleaned? This says the simple answer is that your commercial ice machine needs to be cleaned at least what do you think it is mm, yep perfect once every oh i feel like that's cheated because you work in a thing i don't trust you as nasi I, nope that's that's not fair because you work at a place that has these ice machines and you might know that well still i need somebody that had no reference of ice trace uh let me see 
right. No, no, nope, exactly. <laughs> nah, I need you to get it wrong. Like you do. Like I think I don't know if I told you this. So I was on a what's that show called? Family Feud, right? I was auditioning for Family Feud, and when I was auditioning for Family Feud, it was me. I don't think Steve Harvey was there. He was. He left. He wasn't there. We were just doing questions. Right? Mind you, we got everything right. We beat other people. We beat the other people. The reason why we did not get on the show is because one, we got too many answers right. That's that's number one. Number two is when you get an answer wrong, or when you don't know an answer, they want you to just say anything. So if they ask you, okay, how many people do you think clean an ice tray once a week, right? And you go, uh, uh, blue bananas. They they love that shit. They want you to do stupid shit like that. They just, but you cannot not say anything because they want you. I mean, it's entertainment. So for the most part, how I view it, they want you to look stupid on television because that's funny to other people. People will watch that. Um, so when I'm talking to Melissa, I need Melissa to say blue bananas because if she don't say blue bananas, then people don't want to hear that. People want to hear her say the crazy answers. She can't be on the money talking about some one every six months. How do you know exactly <laughs> the number and time of cleaning of commercial ice tray? Like, who knows that? Who guesses that? I can ask Melissa the other craziest thing. Melissa, how many think a bag of potato chips cost? A hundred dollars? I'd be like... Melissa, $100. How often do you think you should clean a commercial ice tray? Once every six months and only if it's made from Bartlett? And be like, Melissa, how did you how did you figure that shit out? How did you... I can, if I'm ever asking Melissa a question about numbers, if I ever ask her anything about numbers, she give me the craziest... The other day, she's talking to her friend, right? Melissa's talking to her friend the other day. Her, she told her friend that when she first met me, she thought I was six foot five. She thought I was six five, right? Now, I'm 5'11 and three quarters, okay? She loves Sam six feet. You know she, I'm not. I'm 5'11 and three quarters, okay? That's how tall I am. Now, f- the funny thing is, right, 6'5 is very, very, very tall compared to somebody's 5'11 six, and three quarters, right? Melissa looked at me and go, mm-hmm, 6'5. Definitely. He's definitely 6'5. I've asked Melissa questions like, hey, how much do you think this house costs? It'd be a one-bedroom. 16 million dollars i'm like how did we i'd be like my whole thing is okay my my thing is not even the fact that the that the numbers are so off it'd be where you get these numbers from like i don't like if you told me well i'm going based off new york prices and you know a new york studio is eight million dollars i'm like okay where are you getting something from i don't know i just threw that number out there i'm like <laughs> based off of what no it's not listen 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 Listen, I was I you know why I'm slandering you? I didn't slander you earlier for how you were producing a podcast. Don't think I forgot <laughs> about how I had to sit around and wait for you to produce a you podcast this morning. I was just sitting around waiting for you, no, clipping my clipping my toenails. Doing exactly. Nothing. Waiting for my producer to produce a podcast. That's what I was waiting for, okay? Uh so anyways, there's that. Now, the other thing I want to touch on to is changing the thumbnails I'm gonna go doing for, go gonna be doing gonna be doing going forward. Uh, Melissa put up a put up a very good idea that I came up with myself, and then I told her she told me back the idea. Where they, let's, so so what happened is it's a it would be a better idea. Man, I came up with this idea that I got from Melissa. That I told her that she told me back. So if I change my thumbnails, probably the, the orange words that are there to things that are mostly about my life update, because she feels like my life updates are more interesting than. I guess the topics. So no, it's, it's she feel like yeah, she feel like I talk about the life update longer um, than the other stuff. So she think I should put that in there. And I think there's there's a lot of um, benefit to doing that. So I'm gonna try doing that for a little bit and then, you know see how the thumbnails come out. And I think even today because of that, I was able to get an easier thumbnail. Number two. When I'm doing other thumbnails, I'm trying to come up with a thumbnail that's based off of the topic of the podcast as opposed to a life update topic. And I think it's easier if I have a life update topic because it's my life. I can just go and grab something from my life to, to depict what's going on for that week. Um, so there's that. And as far as Donovan's questions go, again, like I said before, you guys know the deal. I be doing a lot of stuff. So it doesn't give my doesn't give me the time to sit down to think. When I was riding my bike as a bike messenger, I used to be able to just ponder and pontificate all the time i be on my bike for for eight ten hours a day all i'm doing is thinking that's all i'm really doing if i'm not i'm hey here's your order all right have a great day you know no worries and i go around my bike i'm like oh i wonder what would happen 
if a black woman who's half Asian and half Spanish actually was dating another guy who was Mexican but was a Trump supporter. I wonder what would happen if they had a baby that went to a school with Kevin Hart and then boom, I have a question. And it's like, I don't have time to think about that kind of shit right now. I don't have that kind of time to be trying to figure out all that. My brain is figuring out how do I not get evicted. My brain is literally focused on not not getting evicted. Oh, speaking of not getting evicted, we are going to, on Thursday, Thanksgiving is coming up. We will be going to uh, my cousin's house um, in Maryland to celebrate Thanksgiving. And, you know, when we come back, we should be going full speed into wholesaling. Like, we in it now, obviously, but, like, we're going up another notch. We're going up another notch because we ha- we we don't have any other option other than wholesaling. So we have to make it work. That's literally it. Like, it has to work. We're going to make it work because it that's it. Other than that, you know, like I said, I don't know what a relationship with Melissa looks like if we're both living at home and we're trying to do podcasts and food and fitness and sports and music and clothing and wholesaling. I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know what living at home looks like as far as uh, my mental uh, space where I'm going to be at. I don't know if I'm living at my mom's house. I'm going to go to my dad's house. It's a it's a it's a lot of stuff going on. So it's just wholesaling has to work. Now, for what you guys all been waiting for, the topic at hand, okay? Now, uh, the topic I have today is how being insecure helps entertainers, right? Now, this is a topic that I have pontificated on, okay, for a very, very long time, years, honestly, years, since I started doing, since I started looking up, uh, I guess, YouTube and things like that, right? So you're probably like, Donovan, what do you mean, like... Like insecure entertainers, How, what do you, I don't understand. They have money. Why are they insecure? Like they have women and people love them, and right. So, entertainers would, would cover pretty much honestly comedians, entertainers, actors and actresses, which is my those ones right there. Like who, uh, musicians, um, honestly maybe even artists, probably possibly as well. Um, and I'm, artists, I mean like uh, musically also, but I'm actually referring to people who draw and paint. Now, here's my, here's where I, here, this is why I'm having these thoughts, right? So, uh, some people may or may not be familiar with Queen Naja, okay? She did an interview with The Breakfast Club the other day, right? And I think she's very insecure, right? Now, you're probably like, Donovan, why would you think that that's so wrong? You don't even know her. And I don't. Never met her in my life. Never seen her in my life. Don't know anything about her. Except, except for what I see on social media by her. Now, I don't mean what she wants us to see. I mean the thing that she does not want us to see. So, for one, she has, honestly, it's all I really need to see, to be completely honest. A, once I seen this, I knew it was, I knew it was up. She has gotten butt implants. No, butt implants? Is it fat transfer? I, I don't, it was probably, probably was fat transfer. Yeah, she got fat, she got a fat transfer in her butt, right? Because she wanted her butt to be bigger. Now, once I see that, that instantly tells me, and I think she got her tummy tucked or something too. Because she was saying that she wanted to get that space removed. She couldn't get it removed uh, something like that, right? Now, honestly, honestly, I see Queen Naja as being very big, similar to Cardi B. Now, why do I say that? Because I feel like they fall in a very similar lane. Because anybody, in my opinion, wants to get their body done, one, does not love themselves, right? And now, people that don't love themselves look for that love from other people. And now, what job or what title of jobs do you know that seeks the love of other people. Entertainers. They love the praise of, of being of, of entertaining other people. Entertaining other people. They love people to say, oh my God, you're so great. I loved your movie. I loved your music. I, you know, they, they love to be to be seen and looked at all the time because they feel like people either don't like them, they feel invisible, or they feel ugly. So they go, okay, if everybody's telling me I'm pretty, I must be pretty. Now, the problem is that you have to feel pretty even when people tell you you're not pretty. That's what that's what really feeling pretty is like. Now, that's that's confident attractiveness, okay? Now, same thing I feel like with Kevin Hart. Uh Beyond I don't know I mean Beyonce and Jay-Z. So my situation with Jay-Z is that this, right? I also believe that any guy that cheats on his woman is insecure because if you were a real man, then you could just say, "Hey, listen. I'm about to go fuck uh Sally down the block." Right? And you probably, that sounds crazy. No guy would do that. Well, listen, guys do that all the time. Okay? And girls go, all right, sure. Or don't tell me anymore. If you want to do it, just don't tell me. 
and it is what it is, right? And I think I think that that's a very noble way of doing it, only because I'm being honest with you. I'm giving you the I'm giving you the opportunity to say, you know what, uh, Donovan, I don't really like that. I don't want to be with you no more if you want to fuck her. And I'm at least I'm, I'm being upfront with you. I'm telling you. But for me to sneak around and then go fuck somebody else is because I'm afraid of what will happen if you find out about it. And to me, that's not very noble, in my opinion. So I'm like, and it, it's not very confident either. When I see a lot of entertainers start to cheat on their wife and whatever celebrities, honestly, pastors are in the same situation and being like, think about it. Any job that you look for, politicians are the same thing. These are all entertainers and they all just seem to be very more or less insecure, fucked up people. And it, it, it's, it all ties into the same thing. I think that it's easier for entertainers to be for insecure people to be entertainers because they strive so hard to be seen by everybody else. And I think that's why a lot of people who are confident, who I, who I believe are genuinely confident, don't go into the field of entertainment. And it's a weird situation for me because I now have, it's the, the kind of content I make is not meant to be entertaining necessarily. Uh, it's my personality, but I don't look to, I don't look for the validation of other people. So when I put out content, when I put out videos, I put out things like that. I'm most looking to inform other people um, and then also show them how I'm doing it. And if they want to do it, they can do it the same way. Doing this, I can see how uh, striving for other people's affection or striving for their validation could lead down a path of, I guess, increased insecurity. Because now what will happen is this, right? Let's say I'm on YouTube and I'm like, okay, who's getting views on YouTube right now? Okay, this person right here, what is he doing on YouTube? Okay, he's acting a fool on YouTube. Okay, he's he's running out on the street. He's acting, he's you know taking his clothes off. He's screaming and yelling. And in my opinion, if I'm like, I'm too relaxed for that. That that's not really my thing. And I feel like a confident person usually is more relaxed. You're not bothered by too many things because you're like, okay, this person likes me, that's fine. They don't like me, that's fine too. I failed at this, that's fine. I'm gonna try it again. Or I did this, you know, I did this thing. I'm not great, but I did it, that's fine. You're kind of like, listen, it is what it is. You're in the middle. I believe that's what confident people fall. So they're not striving too hard to be seen or not be seen. They're just kind of like, I'm doing what I'm doing. If you see me, you do. And if you don't, you don't. And if I'm better than you at something and you try to confront me on it, then I might have to, you know, show you that you ain't shit. Now, another thing too, like I brought up comedians because... I've heard stories about how fucked up a lot of comedians are and fucked up in a sense of emotionally. And it makes sense because you're going on stage trying to make people laugh. And the thing that I don't think a lot of people know about comedy is very similar to public speaking. It's a power grab that people want. It's, a, it's people who are hungry for power become uh, comedians because you have a control over a whole room. You get to choose when people are laughing. You choose when people are quiet. You make them wait. That's why heckling People, that is why comedians don't like heckling because when you heckle, you take away the power from the comedian when you're heckling them. If they can't get you in control with whatever they're saying, then now you as a heckler have control of that room. And there are different spots in uh, stand-up, and by spots I mean locations where they do stand-up, where they don't want to be in those rooms because all the attention is not on them. And they can't bring the room to focus on them. So if you're at like a Let's say like a casino or something. They hate casino rooms. They hate being in that rooms where everybody's focused on something else. And this is what I was saying before, where it's like, what kind of people would gravitate to those industries? And I feel like it's very insecure people that would gravitate to entertainment. Um, like I said, I feel like Kevin Hart is very insecure. I mean, he's what, 5'4"? Uh, I mean, growing up, dark skin was probably a problem for him. Queen Nyjah, she's kind of short, but I mean, they used to call her ugly back in the day. I don't know what they call her now. She has butt implants and it's kind of like the kind of people I feel like that I see on social media that are doing well are usually the people that tend to be going through so much different issues emotionally and mentally. It's like, yeah, they have money. Yeah, they're doing well at their job, but it seems like their life is usually always fucked up. And I feel like that's because insecurity comes out outside of their work. Um, there's actually a couple on YouTube that I actually kind of, I, I like them. I haven't watched their videos in a while. Uh, what's her name? Bonnie? Bronnie? Yeah, Bronnie and uh, I forgot her boyfriend's name. Um, they're cool. I, I fuck with them. I like them. Um, it's still too early to tell, but she just does kind of clothing hauls. Clothing. Yeah, clothing hauls, which is when she tries different clothes. She's a fashion person, so she does that. Um, 
so I like I said, I just I just really think that if you look for it, you're gonna find it very often that a lot of entertainers usually have some type of striking insecurity about their life that permeates into the rest of whatever they're doing. They get to be somebody else on camera. And I think that they should do I'm curious what a study would look like on this. If people were to somehow come up with a a test for actors and actresses because I really believe that for you to have to pretend to be somebody else that that's going to fuck with you mentally, right? Now here's my reason why. If you put yourself right now in a fetal position, right? You're going to feel bad. If you put yourself in a, what they call a power position, which is maybe your arms up or your hands on your waist like Superman or things like that, you're going to feel better, right? If you make if you they say that uh, you don't smile because you're happy. You're happy because you smile, which means that if you actually make the muscles in your face into a smile, you feel better. Your brain automatically feels better. Right. So what does that say about a person who is in a role who is playing somebody else all the time? You your, your life revolves around you being somebody that you're not. You go to work to be somebody that you're not. You go on interviews to be somebody that you're not. Everywhere you go, you're being somebody that you're not. So that's going to have an effect on you. You're going to either forget exactly who you are because it's going to now meld the two things between who you are, who your personality is and who you are in real life. There was an interview that Will Smith had where he confirmed exactly what I'm talking about, where he felt like he he couldn't even he didn't know how to be himself anymore. He didn't even know who he was anymore because he was being Will, Will Smith all the time. That's who he was. Everywhere he goes, he had to be Will Smith. And we already know that his his home life was going through all types of craziness because he felt like he had to just be Will Smith all the time. So now at his, you know, I think he's in his late forties, maybe early fifties. He's now realized, okay, now I have to be myself. I have to be me. Actors and actresses, I really believe have some type of mental gymnastics that they have to go through to be in those roles. If you think about somebody like the Batman, uh, the Joker in the Batman, I think it was Keith Ledger. You, if you have to take yourself and put yourself in dark places just to do a role, what is that doing to you mentally? What is that doing to you psychologically? Like, what is that doing to you on an emotional level where you are now trying to force your body to believe something that isn't true, which is that you're unhappy, you're sad, you're depressed? Things like that are going to affect you. Um, and people who are in the entertainment business, they get to do that. So a lot of people might actually want to do that. Like, a lot of people might go out and say, I want to be somebody else. I want to be the very best that no one like imagine like you go outside every day and you're like i'm in the house i'm i ain't shit around my wife i ain't shit around my my children but when i go outside on tv i get to be that dude i get to be you know squidward when he was attractive like you get to go outside and you get to be somebody else that you're actually not but at the end of the day you know you're not that person your family knows you're not that person everybody around you knows you are not that kind of person and like I said, it's only kind of people that would want to do something like that are insecure people. I do not go out anywhere in my life and go, I'm going to go there and be somebody else. Like I'm going to go into a situation that I'm not in, wherever I'm going to, and I want to be like a person. I want to be a, today I feel like being a loud gangster. I'm going to go out there and try and impress everybody. And then I'm going to come back, you know what? Now I want to be, I don't know, a scientist. So I'm going to start acting like I'm a scientist. It's just that... I really believe that there's going to be a, a, a an issue with a person doing it psychologically and it's going to affect their day-to-day life with their relationship with their family, with their friends, and you know with their significant other. Oh, if you have a topic you want me to discuss or you want to get on the phone and have a conversation with me, you can DM me on Instagram, the Bamboo Project underscore podcast. Uh, we are welcoming guests. We shoot between 10 and 12 on Tuesdays. And if you haven't already, go check out our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray. My amazing girlfriend is Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We have multiple different projects. We have the food project. We have the clothing project. We have the music project. We have the fitness project. We have the sports project. And we have the Bamboo Project podcast. Bamboo Project out.